Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live work and play. Hey, I want to bring Kyle into the conversation for just a second. And first of all, say to my partner in crime, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. You're starting to settle down, get back into the routine. I know it's been a last a rough last couple of days. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, get back to normal stuff today. Yeah. Got a little bit more rest last night. Still feel like I could use another week. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I was telling our next guest, we'll get to the mayor of Pascrishan, Jimmy Rafferty, in just a second. But I was telling him that I went, let's see, in the three, I tracked my sleep. So I had four hours in three days. And then in the two or three days leading up to that, I had about four to six a night. I know that describes what you had as well. But it's a reminder, we have, a, we have the capacity to perform under tough situations, don't we? We, we really do. And of course, what, what, what makes it worse is that these iPhones that have these alarms that go off. They <laughs> flash flood warning. You know, you've just gotten to sleep for a few minutes and then all of a sudden the alarm goes off. So it is. It is. Hey, so Kyle, real quick, let me ask you one other quick question before we, we go back to Jimmy. Uh, just uh, I was, you know, you and I have had a lot of talks off offline about my my granddaughter, Mila. And I had the, I, somebody put, posted something on Facebook the other day. Her name is Angela Dowdy, an old friend of mine. She said, we travel not to escape life, but for life not to escape us. And so, you know, I thought about, well, you know, this, this, this story is really not about travel, but I had the opportunity to take Mila over to Ocean Adventures yesterday and, um, and give her the chance to touch some stingrays and, you know, sea porpoises and whatever. Man, we're so lucky to have that in the aquarium here in coastal Mississippi. But, man, I tell you, every second I spend with Mila now is, I mean, it's just cherished time. You know, I know, I know you know what I mean by that, but it is cherished time. It really is. You pretty much... I guess the older you get, the more you know, and you learn to take advantages of those uh, opportunities and not let so much work and things that you think you have to do get in the way of things that you should be doing. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, uh, well, Jimmy, you can come in on it. And Kyle, you can listen in and you can certainly add if you want to to this. But Jimmy, one of the things that Kyle and I were talking about, and then my wife Ann and I did as well the last few days is... It's amazing how we're sort of going through our life, and then here comes the possibility of a hurricane that might hit us, and it's like life just gets free, you know, frozen in the moment, and we go on into our sort of hurricane mindset, and then it's all about protecting the things that are cherished, you know, that that are cherished uh, that we cherish, like our family, and our friends, and our homes, and in your case, a city. So I bet it was different for you as mayor to look out and see this Category 4 storm out there. I mean, the path was pretty clear, but we never know. Like we ne- didn't know for Hurricane Katrina. We, we, we never know till it passes us south. It changes your perception, uh, your perspective on what's cherished to, by you when you're the mayor of a city that's been ground zero so many times, doesn't it? It, it does, and, and, you, and you really hit it, and hammer on the nail, is that it's, it's so unpredictable. Because look, Hurricane Camille is still the worst storm to ever hit the U.S. continental U.S. in wind velocity, but it didn't have the tidal surge like Katrina. So you just you never know what kind of storm it will be. 
Yeah, and I was watching an analysis of Ida today, actually, as, as it went across the marsh. They had what is called the brown water effect. We saw the same thing with Hurricane Katrina when it went across the Florida Everglades, but it it didn't. It continued to get organized as it went over over the marsh areas of South Louisiana. And so when it hit 100 miles away, it was still a major storm, 100 miles inland. Usually they, you know, if you remember, the Hurricane Center said it was going to break down quickly, <laughs> but it didn't break down quickly. Uh, that could have been us. You know, I, as you and I discussed before the storm, I, I don't like to say we dodged a bullet. I had the, the safety commissioner, Sean Tindall, on, and he says he's learned to say we've, we, we dodged the brunt. And that's the best way to see it. But, man, we were lucky. We can certainly count our blessings today, can't we? We certainly can. So when you think about resiliency and you think about our capacity to deal with difficult situations, certainly you've had that experience in Pascrishan before. You bring that perspective into mayor, uh, into the mayor of Pascrishan. But what do you think about when you think about our capacity to kind of handle tough situations? Well, I, you know, I was in human resources my entire career over 30 years, and it all comes down to people. And this is exemplified like, like the day, in the preparation for the storm. We had our public works and beautification, you know, everywhere, picking up things, picnic tables and things, getting us prepared, the harbor master. And, and, and one of these individuals, you know, the, the plan was to have them from seven to 10 in the morning. And yet a few of them, you know, had to get to their family and they, they agreed to stay on until two in the afternoon. That's what it's all about. And then also our harbor master, you know, we came up with a mandatory evacuation of the harbor. And that was one of the best things such that boats didn't end up in restaurants or on piers and so forth. So. You know, that's just what it's all about. And then our first responders, you know, we had our, our police and fire department go rescue a boat that, that, that broke down and, and crashed into a pier. Or the, the, the night of the storm, this one lady decided to drive through a flooded street and had to be rescued. That's what the resiliency is all about. It is so amazing to watch people go beyond the call of duty. As, as publisher of the Sun-Herald, I got a chance to see not only in the in the days leading up to the storm, but then after the storm, so many incredibly dedicated people that set their lives aside and just focus on what's best for the community. It makes you you you, you can understand that old phrase that says when the when the tough gets going, the go uh, the tough get when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And as mayor, it's cool to see so many dedicated people around you, isn't it? It is, including one of our older persons, Victor Pickage in Ward Four. It's amazing. He was out with a pick cleaning drains in his ward on his hands and knees. And it was amazing. So, you know, you just you see that. Talk about lead by example. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, I had uh, I had Fofo Gillich and Billy Hughes, the mayor of uh, Biloxi and Gulfport, on a couple of days ago at the same time. And we just kind of had a uh, three-way conversation. It was terrific. They've been in those seats for a little bit of time. But, uh, you know, so many of the mayors are, are new. You know, uh, I'll have I'll have uh, in the, uh, on this show and the next uh, next couple of shows, the mayor of Pascagoula and the mayor of Ocean Springs. And, of course, you and I've, I've talked to the mayor of uh, Waveland this week. But a lot of lot of um, a lot of uh, leaders in the communities that make up coastal Mississippi that are counting their blessings today. Any other thoughts about Hurricane Ida before we move to other things? Well, I just think how quickly we got back. I mean, it just, and, and also the, the support we've gotten. You know, I got yeah. a call from you know Richard Bennett, you know Mike Thompson, you know our representatives in the Senate and so forth. And yesterday, Philip Gunn was here. Uh, you know, yeah. the Speaker of the House from Mississippi, and, and so was Richard Bennett here, and they came by the harbor. We went to one of our restaurants, which is actually out over the water, called Shaggy's, 
and they were up and they were entertaining us, you know, as we were out talking about everything and so forth. And early in the day, I had dined at Bacchus, which is right on the beach. You know, the day after the storm, they were up and running. So you talk about resiliency. That's what it's all about. It, that is what it's all about. It's great to hear that Richard Bennett, the representative from that yeah. area, and of course the Speaker of the House, was already yeah. on the ground here, you know, seeing how they could yeah. help. That's that's awesome to hear. And the Nico family uh, and their restaurant chains, and there are multiple restaurants here along the coast of Mississippi. It's great to see them when, in their dedication to Pastor Christian, that is for sure. Um, so anyway, let's shift gears. Um, you've uh, You've been in the seat for a relatively short period of time. Thank goodness you didn't have to deal with it. Uh, this storm, and hopefully we won't have another storm behind it at some point. But uh, how you know how does it feel? Do you have to kind of scratch yourself every now and then, and remind yourself that you're the, actually the mayor of the city that you, you're so passionate about? That's exactly what what I've done on a few occasions, and it's amazing. But but here again, it's all it's you know it's all about people and how you can help people, and um, you know that's what it's all about. It's just a, a great example. Is, the, the other day, all of a sudden, I was just walking out, and I saw the, this couple walking in, and I said, how you doing? And I went out and saw their car. They had an LSU Tiger sticker. I said, I'm a Tiger. And they said, well, so's our daughter. And it just so <laughs> happens that daughter is now uh, a first lieutenant in the Air Force. And she had gone through the Boys and Girls Club and played a big role, which really has touched so many young people in this town. So the next night, they had a big fundraiser and at the Yacht Club. So I invited her there. She ended up being the keynote speaker. You know, oh, this was a young lady born and raised in Pasquishan, went through the Boys and Girls Club. They meant so much to her. She later became a volunteer there. And now she's a, she's a first lieutenant in the Air Force. You know, so that that's what it's all about. That's what, you know, just in having her articulate her story and so forth, it was just so impactful. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm assuming you know Lucy, knew Lucy Marion Roberts. That's right. Yeah, she was a very, very close friend of mine, and uh, we she served. I was the chairman of the Knight Foundation here in Coastal Mississippi, and she, she served on my board for a number of years. And she was just my dear friend. But you know, you, th- you think about you know f- famous past Christian uh, residents who went on to do amazing things, but her daughter Robin Roberts That's right. That's and her right. dedication to past Christian after Hurricane Katrina, man, that that was something to behold, wasn't it? That's right. It, it was. And and, and and her husband was a Tuskegee Airman. So yeah, service that they provided. Unbelievable history. Just so much history here in Coastal Mississippi. Hey, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with the mayor of Pascrishan, Jimmy Rafferty. I should point out actually that he had a, a bunch of years, over 30 years working in the pharmaceutical industry with companies like Novartis and Pfizer. Pfizer, pretty popular name these days because of the vaccine. I want to talk to him about that and uh, and then other other goals he's got for the city of Pastor Shan. We'll continue the conversation after this break. on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to 
Coach, here as we are having a conversation with Jimmy Rafferty, the mayor of the, of the city of Pass Christian. And in this segment, I want to get into some of the some of the goals he had, what maybe some of the surprises were. Later, we'll talk a little bit more about the vaccine and the COVID situation. But hey, before we go any further, you and I, when we first visited, we talked about your grandfather as a former mayor of Pass Christian. Your family has a rich history of involvement and your brothers are big advisors for you today. Why don't you remind people what those connections are? Well, you know, I, I, um, my grandfather was mayor here back in 1936. My father was the superintendent of utilities. I have one brother, Robin, who's a former alderman and another brother, Donald, who's a former city judge. So, you know, I've just gotten and and also this is my first, you know, my my first venture into politics. You know, I had a a career in, in human resources. And so, you know, everything I've done now, I'm learning. And they've been great advisors, as have just a people here in Pastor Shan. It's amazing. Some people who I had never met before, you, you meet them, then all of a sudden they become a big, you know, supporter of you. It, it's just so inspiring. Well, I've often said on this show, and I don't mean this about every single politician who fit who may uh, may not have come from this big career into the into politics, but I often used to say at the Sun Herald that when when a politician sees getting elected as a promotion in life, you you got to be a little bit cautious around those. We're gifted, though. If you think about this, if you were gifted in Costa Mesa, first of all, we have a a lot of you know I, I would say and people like Billy Hughes and and Fofo Gillich, mayors that have had incredibly successful careers that have also dedicated themselves to public service. And then we have a bunch of new mayors. If you think about yourself, having had this big career long before you decided to run, your your run you ran as a uh, as a community service more than anything. You know, Jay Willis and Pascagoula, of course, Kenny Holloway uh, in Ocean Springs, and there are others. But we're lucky to have such a great group of, of mayors all along coast of Mississippi today that are really focused on giving back to the community. So coming back to you, Jimmy, tell me, tell me more about well, let's start with this. What's your biggest surprise so far? I mean, if you say, wow, that was that was really interesting. I didn't expect that. Well, is there are there moments like that? Well, no, you just, of course, it's a big learning experience. You know, you have public works and, and things like that. You have the sewage and water department. You know, you have we have the harbor here. And it's also, you know, cities, you know, you know, exist on a lot of funding, you know, outside funding. And that's another thing, just getting my arms around it. You know, we've gotten a number of grants, you know, BP, Tidelands, things like that. Gulf Coast Restoration Fund, um, you know, um, the COVID Relief Fund. So it's getting my arms around those and making sure that we're doing everything within uh, our power to be able to get those types of grants. But I tell you, another thing which has been unbelievable is getting to know the other mayors on the coast. You know, we refer to it as one coast. And, you know, Billy Hughes and, and, and Fofo, uh, you know, I've gotten to know them. We're all sitting on the Harrison County Utility Authority, and they've just welcomed me with open arms. And, and, and George Bass from Long Beach, it's just, it's really an unbelievable group. And they all know that I'm the new kid on the block. And they've just been very, very helpful in, in outgoing, really just sharing their experiences with me. I'm very blessed in that regard. That is so cool to see. You know, you had a, you had a lot of big goals. You had goals and 
and uh, you know, b- making the government you know fiscally responsible. I think yeah. that's why all these funds that are out there that may be available to for, for the city. Why you'd want to work so hard there? You know, business development and economic development were big for you. Uh, sports programs and you know, just kind of furthering that goal. But you know, if you w- when you hit the ground, what is what's the number one thing that you wanted to make sure you focused on immediately? Well, it was really through my, throughout my campaign. You know, one thing that kept hitting me was the amount that people were paid here in town. And, you know, we're all the smallest uh, town on the coast. So understandably, you know, you don't you're not you're not going to pay your people like Biloxi or Gulfport so forth. However, you know, I have a lot of experience in compensation. I manage the compensation department at four different companies. So that's one of the things I took a very close look at. You know, we want to have pay our people proportionately and competitively. So I spent a lot of time, worked very closely with our board of alder persons. And we finally got our budget approved and we're going to make great strides towards investing in our people. And I think that's the number one. That's been my number one uh, thing that I've been focused on. And I've just gotten great support from our board and we're going to move forward and, and, and be able to. Because the first thing we want to do, as you know, with talent these days, it's so scarce. And being the smallest town, you know, a number of our our, our, our employees, city employees, only a fraction of them actually live in Pascrachine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right off the bat, you know, we're already at a disadvantage. So right now, working together with the board, we're coming together with a strategy to be able to incentivize our people to stay to begin with, secondly, motivate them, and thirdly, incent them to higher levels of performance. Well, Jimmy, I, I think that's so important. And yeah, as a former CEO, I want to I want to add a little bit to what you just said. When people think about HR, they think about administration. You know, they think about administering. You know, employees coming in and out, and you know the the personnel files, et cetera. But you know, the the world that you came from was HR as a strategic partner, and sure. that's really you know that was that's more the the evolving nature of HR and companies, especially global companies. It's about what are the skill sets that are necessary, what is the what is the pay that's necessary, and and developing grades of those pays so that we're we're constantly doing market assa- assessment that's to right. see that we're being competitive and that we understand what the competencies of each of these jobs are so that when we launch our strategic capabilities that we have the manpower and the resources and the skill sets and the competencies inside our company. But but even more important, actually, is the, the culture and making sure that the culture supports the strategic management. That's the world you came from, isn't it, Jimmy? Yeah, it is. And, and what really made me feel so good, just yesterday, I was out with one of the lowest paid workers at the harbor, you know, cleaning up. And he said, Jimmy, I hear you're doing good things. So, but it really, and it's not just me, you know, partnering with the board of all the persons, we're really going to make investments in our people. And, and I think that's the important thing. And then in so doing, we're going to keep them because, you know, you look at the police force right now, it costs over $33,000 a year to train a policeman. You know, that yeah. 15 grand or something at the academy, then you have to have them shadow a police officer for six months. Jimmy, you you did a career in pharmaceuticals, like I mentioned, and one of the companies you work for is Pfizer. And that RNA technology that they use is really incredibly important technology. And they're not doing genetic recoding and not injecting microchips in your in your body. This is very safe. What do you have to say about it? Well, I'm a firm believer, you know, having worked in that industry for so long, very reputable companies, and they spend a lot of money with with very talented people. But we really have to get everyone vaccinated. You know, the the thing I still can't understand is why here in Harrison County, we only have 34% of the people are vaccinated right now. So 
what I did about uh, two weeks ago, I got a call from Corey McGee, who is the Olympian. She just competed in the Tokyo Olympics. And she called me out of the blue and said, Jimmy, I'm going to be in town. I'd like to get together. And I said, well, look, let's see if we can sponsor an event. However, we didn't want to have a super spreader event. So what I did is I reached out to Coastal Family Health and asked them, can we make this a vaccine promotion? And so, yes, and they just mobilized a team. They had maybe 10 people out there. And what we did is we had it at Pastor Shan High School a Stadium, football stadium with the track where Corey had run. And we made this a vaccine promotion in addition to recognizing her accomplishments. And it was amazing. We had over 42, 42 people got vaccinated, including 27 children. And with the highlight of my day that day was when the football coach said, look, those are some of my star players getting vaccinated. It was an wow. unbelievable experience. It really was. And, and, you know, the vaccination rates have gone up considerably in the past, like, six weeks. And part of the reason is because people know someone who's either died or struggling with COVID. But it's unfortunate that we have to wait to someone know someone. Why can't they just, you know, can't, why can't they just move forward? I had a really troubling conversation. Well, I've had more than one uh, truly troubling conversation with friends who have been watching way too many videos about, you know, the government conspiracy behind the vaccine and all this other junk. Um, you know, that technology that Pfizer uses has been around for a long, long, long time, and it's been proven to be safe, and it does not mess with your genetics. And, um, you know, the, the hospital is full of people on ventilators who have COVID, and I don't know of a single person in the hospital who got the vaccine. So, uh, anyway, I'm sure you, you as a mayor of Pass Christian, you, you try to encourage as many people that you've you know, come to face-to-face -to -face with uh, to sort of dispel the misinformation. I would assume that's part of what you do, huh? That, that, that's correct. And, and that's what we're trying to get out there. And, you know, we were on a call. Billy Hughes arranged this with, you know, with Dr. Dobbs, you know, head of the Mississippi Health Department. He said, right now with this variant, you have a choice. You either get the, get, you know, get the vaccination or you're going to get the virus. And we were on this call and the representative from Singing River Hospital said, do you know, even in Mississippi, you have a greater likelihood of being run over by a rhinoceros and getting harmed by the vaccine. <laughs> That's so true. And I, my visit to Ocean Springs, Singer River Hospital in Ocean Springs, man, 16 people on ventilators yeah. uh, in the ICU, 12 in the surgical ICU, three more in the emergency room. I don't think a single one of them have been, have been uh, vaccinated. It's just disturbing to see it with your own eyes but it's like child abuse and you know foster children out of sight out of mind you know pe yeah. people don't want to have to think about it and they need to think about it i wish every single coastal mississippi and mississippi can go to an icu and talk to those families and see the situation it's just it's just a tragedy that's unfolding every day in front of us anyway jimmy rafferty thank you for your leadership and thanks for visiting with us here on coast view today we appreciate it thank you very much ricky and stay safe Look forward to seeing you again soon. And when we come back, we'll have the mayor of the city of Pascagoula, Jay Willis. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.